welcome to MFC Worldwide, the weekly radio broadcast originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA, and featuring Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic. Join us now as we look into God's Word and learn how it still applies to our lives today. You can be set free. You can be healed. You can be blessed. You can be born again, all through placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And now for today's message from MFC Ministries on this edition of MFC Worldwide. I'm a builder by nature. I like to build businesses. I like to remodel buildings. I like to go to the cornerstone of what I want to repair and begin to work out from there because I, I maybe hate backing up. I do not want to back up ever. I don't like to lose ground. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ground taker, but I'm also a ground holder. The Bible says strong men retain riches and strong women retain honor. There's power in retention. Now, I'm not telling you that you might not have a minus every now and then, but strength in God is wonderful. You don't have to give anything back to the devil when God gave it to you, if, you know what I mean? That's why sometimes I, I, I pour water on the altar of what I want to get it all wet so the fire can consume it, and I know it's God. See, I got to know, I got to know. I don't want to think. I got to know. There's a huge difference in knowing and thinking. You'll quit on thinking, but you won't quit on knowing. Your knower will, will strengthen you in time of great adversity. When nothing's going your way, your knower will take you out the other side. Hallelujah. For, mercy, forbearance, compassion. Hallelujah. To showing leniency to a person holy in one's charge. In other words, when somebody can put you in jail or do anything they want to you and they show you mercy and they forgive you, that's mercy. When they have the right to do anything they want to do to you, but they can't do it because their character says, I want to show mercy. That's a character trait of God. It comes from God's nature. When it works through humanity, it, it really mercy is considering the condition of other people's sorrow and pain and getting involved in helping them when it comes through humanity. Which, in, this is a personal experience, but I believe you have to pray before you help people. I, know, I realize that if they have food and regular things, I don't think you've got to go pray about that. Jesus fed the hungry, clothed the naked, took care of the fatherless and the widows. But before you start getting involved in being God and repairing their life, you have to ask God about that. Because, see, they might be going through something they need to know to, to break and be, to listen to God. You can't interfere with the work of God. You couldn't save Israel when it was under Egypt's bondage. God had to. You're not the Savior. You can't save everybody from their problems. As hard as it might seem, you have to let people struggle because in the struggle is where they learn and they change. Anyway, so God, throughout the 
Old Testament, mercy was, was how he saw things. Exodus 22, 21 through 23. Thou shalt neither vex a stranger nor oppress him, for you were strangers in the lands of Egypt. You shall not afflict any widow or any fatherless child. If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cry at all unto me, at all. That means if they whimper to God, God's going to hear them. I will surely hear their cry. God obviously is merciful and he hears and he's kind. And uh, he expects the same character from us. I don't, I, the, you know, it's funny. The Bible sounds like a contradictory book. I mean, it says if you don't work, you don't eat. So that doesn't sound like mercy, but Jesus fed the poor. He said, the poor you will always have with you. There will always be an element of poverty. And I do believe you're supposed to help the afflicted, but I don't think you're supposed to do what they won't do. I mean, that, God said you don't work, you don't eat. So obviously you're not supposed to feed somebody while they stay home and don't work. Amen. I mean, it goes against the Bible. Anyway, you shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. Psalm 82, 3. It's funny how God gets in you and he runs out your eyes and stuff, doesn't he? Defend the poor and the fatherless and do justice to the afflicted and needy. God, this is an expectation of the Old Testament. <clears throat> uh, it was an expected attitude of, of God toward other people, right? This expectation passed on to the church in the New Testament, Matthew 5, 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Boy, I tell you, you talk about sowing and reaping. I've needed this scripture. You ever need this scripture? You ever need this scripture? I've needed this scripture. Under pressure, all that ugliness comes out of you, all them words and all that anger and all that stuff. It's all stored away in your heart somewhere, but it not, it's like a pressure cooker. Until there's pressure on it, it won't come out. Sometimes God's got to allow affliction so you can see what's in you. I mean, he literally, I'm not telling you God trying to kill you. If he wanted to, you'd be dead. So you wouldn't have survived it. But he'll allow affliction for your character to change. And when that affliction's going on, that's when you think, well, I want to quit and I want to leave this situation. All that does is reveal to you the level of your strength. If you want to quit when things get hard, you're not very strong yet. So he's going to have to allow that to kind of hang around till it pushes you up to the next level of commitment. You hear, you hear where I'm going. He, your life will be a series of commitment growth to where you could say, I'll never leave him in your heart. That you don't ever want to leave him. You'd rather die than leave him. You'd rather die than not do what he says. Anyway, blessed are the merciful. John 3, 16, 1 John, I'm sorry, 16 through 17. Hereby we perceive, perceive would be to understand, right? We, the love of God. This is God's modem of operation. This is God's character. Because he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. We'll just pause there for a minute. Leave that up there, though. You realize that Jesus says, this is the model. I laid down my life for you. And my expectation is that you will lay down your life for others. 
sacrificial life. Our life, Christians, is, is, their life is to be a sacrificial life. I'm not sure how much in America they're sacrificed because there's been so much abundance, now you can't tell anymore who you can really rely on in a pinch. It's been covered over with, the, with prosperity. And actually, if you're going to split the hairs, it's been covered over with the false prosperity because we've borrowed trillions of dollars to bless each other. So I'm not so sure we know who we are anymore. We've lost our roots, our identity, and we've allowed it to be stolen because we like comfort more than we like the truth. Because if you follow the truth, you won't always have everything you want. It, will, it won't always be there. It'll take you places that you wouldn't normally go. You know, Paul, when you look at Paul's life or Moses' life or Peter's life, one of the things Jesus said to Peter is, when you get old, you're not going to get to do what you want to do, Peter. Another man's going to lead you. That's a tough saying. That don't sound very prosperity, does it? doesn't sound like a... Well, that's not faith, brother. Well, it's in the Bible. I don't know what to tell you. It's, he said, you're going to go places you don't want to go at the end of your days, Peter. You're going to be led where you don't want to go. You know, I, I always quote this. I think it's in Josephus' writings. You've heard me say it, those of you who've attended here for years. I've used the same model because it's such a great model. Peter wanted to quit, and he didn't want to do it anymore. You know, you think, how could an apostle, great apostle, do that? Well, you know, Paul said he despaired of life. Does that sound suicidal to you? I'm not trying to bring Paul down. I think he was great. But don't you think he had to face the same afflictions? When a man despairs of life, he's saying, I want to die. Now, that shows you how great the conflict can get. And in this, Josephus put in this writing that Peter was walking out of town. He was done. He wanted to quit doing the job. And guess who met him? Jesus. Jesus met him when he wanted to quit. And he said, Peter, where are you going? He says, I'm going that way. And Jesus said, because he was walking this way, he said, but I'm going that way. And Peter turned around and was crucified upside down in that same city. He said, I'm going that way. How many times do we want to quit and avoid what God wants us to go through to become what we are supposed to become? I'm not preaching doom and gloom. I, I was, this week I was thinking about the gospel because it's, it's, we have such an imbalanced church in the West of, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, when they cut your arms off over there in the Middle East and, and cut the boobs off women because they couldn't feed their babies, all these cruel things that the devil has to think up because it wouldn't be normal. If you ask them, they, they'd think the end of the world was coming right then, you know. Jesus was coming back because of tribulation. They're going through tribulation. But here we get disconnected because of the, of the blessing. And we talk about the blessing a lot, but I was talking to God this week or praying. And, you know, I'm driving. I get a lot while I'm driving. And what I got out of it was, if you have a car and you only connect a positive pole, it won't do anything. If you only connect a negative pole, it won't do anything. So if all you ever preach is hellfire and brimstone, you're going to scare people into heaven, but they're not going to stick. 
If all you ever preach is the blessing, when they're not getting blessed, they won't stick. But if you can preach the positive and negative pole, the balanced gospel, you're going to make strong believers that don't quit when it's not going their way. I believe, you know that, I don't believe in being broke. I mean, I've been preaching prosperity for years, but I don't believe there's, quote, a prosperity gospel. I believe the gospel has got everything in it. And I, and I know there's prosperity inside that gospel, but for me to label it as a prosperity gospel, to me, would be a wrong label to put on God's Word. Because when you got God, you got everything anyway. Thank you for listening to this edition of MFC Worldwide. We pray that this anointed message has been a blessing to your life. In the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 6, God's Word says that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father in any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more information on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can visit our website at mfcministries.net. Here is where you can find MFC Ministries services with Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastorina Perosic. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. On our website, you can also view archived messages and you can listen to audio of past radio shows and sermons. You can also view our television show, Believe Right, by visiting believeright.tv. Don't forget, you can email your prayer requests or questions that you might have for Apostle Joe or Pastorina to media at mfcministries.net. That email address, once again, is media at mfcministries.net. And join us again next week here on this station at this time for another message from God's Word with Apostle Joe Perosic and MFC Ministries on MFC Worldwide.